So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to say thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the new homie, Kyle Barber. Thanks a lot for joining me, and I'm sure we'll catch up again down the road. So, for episode 18, I'm extremely excited to introduce the podcast, my beautiful girlfriend, Andy Leroux. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's going on? Beauty. So, this has been uh, a long time coming. We tried to get you for episode 7, 10, <laughs> 15. Now we got you at 18. So, um, this is great. Finally uh, got you on here. Yeah, getting that female presence on easy conversations. Big time. You know, it's been lacking. So, ladies. So lacking. So, for this one, we're going to be talking about the new age phenomenon that is social media, which is something that we learned to grow up with, both of us not having it in our early years when we both attended Rendezvous Elementary School. And nowadays, kids are basically growing up through social media and are losing some of the rudimentary, fundamental social skills. And Why? <laughs> some of the social skills that we took for granted, maybe when we were playing outside for hours on end. And just talk about the shift in um, values, skills, what have you, and generations. So somewhere to start would be to acknowledge that social media has a lot of benefits. For us, it allows us to connect with people, especially for my podcast. That's how I met the last episode's guest, Kyle. We had never met before, connected through social media. So that's one, to me, that's a great advantage is that you can keep old connections alive and build new ones without having to meet anybody. You can, uh, that's where I get my news for music, sports, um, politics, not that I really follow that, but you know, it's still good to be in the loop and you can message pretty girls and start dating them after. So, uh, right. yeah. So, um, some other benefits that we can list off for social media, what it gives us in the 21st century. Yeah. You can for sure connect with people who are across the world. That's huge. Like you, you went away for school. Yep in the UK and you still have connection with them because of that. There's no way that 20 years ago, this would have happened. Like you're not going to call them up like, Hey, Ezra, I don't know. (laughs) Shout out Ezra. Yeah. (laughs) Just ripping uh, stamps and uh, letters. Yeah. No, for sure. Which like maybe back then connections would fade faster because of that. Yeah. You know, like you're not going to put it. It's, it was a lot more effort maybe to keep in touch. But then again, maybe we take that for granted now that like we don't keep in touch with people. We don't make the effort because like, oh, they're just at like a text message away or something. Absolutely. Yeah. And that works for internationally for me, especially if some connections like we don't talk as much and as much as when we were in that setting together, which makes sense. Like you're not going to talk to those people that you used to see every day, every day. Right. But then you you still get to see them, like on Instagram, for example, you still get to see what they're doing and what they're like, how they're progressing with their life and where they've been and all that. So that's still cool as well. Yeah, super cool. And yeah, we don't even need to talk anymore, really. It's like whenever I see them doing something or actually whenever I see them doing something new, maybe that'll make me want to text them or vice versa. And it just keeps that spark alive, that relationship alive. Yeah, right? exactly. So it makes almost like every conversation even more meaningful. So that's definitely where like Messenger, Instagram, Snapchat, like just, you know, me, I like to rip those snaps. So it's just. um, Oh yeah, big snap guy, (laughs) like 120,000. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) I don't really check that out there, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, but yeah, no, it's definitely something, uh, (laughs) something that's. Like the biggest benefit, I would say. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think I would have Facebook if it wasn't for for Messenger. Absolutely, like, Facebook is dead. It's dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a dying art. Yeah, because the only reason we used to post pictures or stuff on Facebook would be for like relatives who are now starting to migrate on Instagram. Right, slowly but surely. Yeah, and next thing you know, they'll be on Snap trying to add to my score. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's definitely one of the great things about social media. And like I said, news related as well. um, Get that starting goalie for fantasy hockey. It's how you know uh, what's happening there. Right. Shout out to the daily face-off. Big time. That's the plug right there. But now we can also get into the the disadvantages maybe. 
social media, social media is that it's making people like at fi- family gatherings for instance have their nose and eyes to their phone rather than around to the people around them yeah for sure you've like we've all had that we've had we've had a conversation with somebody and they're on their phones not listening and you have to be like hey like i'm here like speak to me yeah you know it's kind of like the AirPod phenomenon. You don't know if they're listening to you or <laughs> right. if they got music going on. That's why I'm going to double down on my scum of the earth comments for people who wear AirPods. Okay. But anyways, like, <laughs> it's just, um, it's too bad, really, to see that people now, we don't re- really want to be communicating with each other face-to-face. One of the main reasons why I started this podcast is to bring the people together and get these opinions out there so we can reshape the youths of tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on in that sense. But that's definitely something that's too bad about where we've gotten to in the world. And I don't see it changing overnight, definitely. And down the road, we're just so used to consuming technology. And this goes back to the good things about technology, like... For Twitter or people who like to go on Reddit. I'm not a big Reddit guy, but there's some funny stuff on there. It's easy. It We don't really have to look hard to get entertainment online. Talk to people. See what else. We're all more interested in what other people around the world are doing than what we're actually doing ourselves in the moment. I don't think that we're, people nowadays are, live in the moment like they used to definitely back in the 60s, 70s, 80s even 90s, back when all these technologies weren't available to us. What do you think about that? All right. It's like when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Is you look at your phone. Like people are addicted to to technology and social media. That's It's part of our daily lives. Like there's even a thing on our phones now that says how much screen time we're getting. And it's like awful mm-hmm. i saw it the other day like yeah you average of, <laughs> like four hours of screen time on your phone i'm like oh my god that's so scary yeah. so yeah i don't know and does that break it down by app also like what app are you on for what certain um, amount of time or i don't know let's check it out do you have that no well is it an app you have to download or is that no, a feature no, no. on your phone i think it's oh, yeah it's a feature so go into settings okay and then under screen time I guess I'm going to get on that too. <laughs> Let's both be on our phones while we're doing this. I That's know. a perfect... Well, there's a laptop right here. So. Uh, well, it's recording. So. <laughs> <laughs> Settings. Screen time. Turn on screen time. Okay. I don't know. That's a dangerous game. Okay. Now it's counting right now. Like oh, my, okay. The seconds are building up. So yeah, best to maybe just not look at that. After. So yeah, for me, it breaks it out as to... It actually tells me how much... How many... Okay, so today I've been on for 43 minutes, apparently. Okay. It's 4 p.m., so that's not too bad. Oh, no, that's solid. That's great. <laughs> uh, 22 minutes on social networking, 4 minutes on games. That's shocking. Normally, I'm, I'm on games a lot. But... <laughs> well, you're with me, so you don't games. <laughs> and then uh, 4 minutes of other. Okay. And I'm averaging... I'm an hour and 42 minutes below average right now. Okay. So, so the average is like... Not, yeah, the average is about two and a half hours. Okay. Okay. But I, I would like to say, well, I think anyways, that kids, like, let's say even 10 years younger than us, their average would be possibly double our average. Yeah. I think that's a fair statement or assumption that's to make. That's no proof to back that up. No, but. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Just um, being... An assumption. Uneducated guess. Yeah. Uninformed opinion, actually. Okay. But, yeah. So, where were we going? We got... Yeah, we don't really like living in the moment. We like to see what other people are doing. And like we talked about on another episode with shout out the homie Connor in the gaming world. Like nowadays we're shifting towards people who don't even want to play the game themselves. They want to watch people play the game. That's absurd to me. Like, yeah, even as a kid growing up, my brother would game all the time. And I'd be like, that's the last thing I want to do is watch you game. Or like you at the beginning. You would play COD and be like... Yeah, just watch me. I'm like, no, like I could be doing something so much better. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. People want to watch others game. Man, that's huge. That's a huge industry right now. The streaming industry is popping. Like you got celebrities, like we talked about, like Ninja. I don't know their other names. That's the only guy I really remember. 
But yeah, people, kids especially, like they'd rather just watch people pay and even pay to watch people play. So it's shifted towards like that's new entertainment nowadays for them. Okay, just watching really good people perform really well while gaming some of them aren't even really good really? it's like the inner you got the comedic value like they're entertainers okay, really okay so how i compared it was that you're watching like it's like watching an nhl game but not everyone's at the nhl level you could be watching like an ahl or east coast hockey you know like based on how good the person is or how many uh, viewers that person pulls i'm no expert on this so we don't have to get into this again right. but yeah that's where i'm we're at nowadays people like to um, just watch other people and see what other people are doing. Like, that's why vlogs are so big, too. Like, yeah, these people live great lives. Like, I'd love to be able to do that. Like, travel, get paid for it. But that's a niche market. And those people worked hard to get there. But, yeah, people live and die to watch those vlogs every day that they drop. Right. That's just, like, you need to have a large social media following to be successful. Mm -hmm. You can't just be Joe Blow and... Yeah. have a vlog like who's gonna yeah. follow you it's like my vlogs on youtube check out eric saloom on youtube and you can watch my vlogs <laughs> and montages from my travels um <laughs> but quick plug but yeah no that's actually something another benefit of social media is that how it has allowed other people while we might like shit on those people who like like instagram models or people who push their products on social media self-made though you got to respect that at the end of the day that they grinded they found a little niche and are exploiting it and are making money off it. So what are your thoughts on people who made it through like, but they're producing content that is entertaining for some people? A lot of them, like women, it's like using their bodies mm -hmm. to get their social media following. Not, I'm not body shaming at all. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just being like, <laughs> no, I know, that's I know. big. That's a really big part of it. And then the other part, there's like, who's putting out the best travel pictures. Mm. Those are like your two big Instagram True. markets pretty much yeah no those, those <laughs> that's the big two right there for sure and yeah like i said it's opened up a whole new wave of like millennials i guess is the term you could use to describe the people who have started and um, taken advantage of putting out content like that on instagram youtube it's mostly those two platforms i think they use like twitter and uh, yeah. facebook and sorry others. what i meant by like using your body is like fitness mostly yeah. you know what i mean like yeah it's fitness and then travel yeah for those sure two big ones yeah but no those are like it's uh changing the way i think people perceive jobs not just jobs but it's not your career. your your typical nine to five no like it's opened up a lot of like working for social media like working for facebook working for google working for all those that's opened up like, I have a friend who did a master's of, like, the internet at Oxford, right? So, like, that's something that's interesting to her and that she wants to pursue. Whereas, like, 30 years ago, I don't think that would have been a thing. I don't think that was a program. No. So, it's still creating a lot of jobs. It's creating a lot of employment for people. So, yeah. Solid. And, like, just talking about it is, like, going into this, we didn't even think about that whole aspect of how it's mm -hmm. created um, education for people following their passion like the internet is super interesting because there's still a lot we don't know all the capabilities it's way bigger than just bringing people together yeah exactly 100 percent. and the wave of like online shopping oh my gosh online shopping don't even get me started well no we're gonna get you started <laughs> it's happening <laughs> oh, so God, what are your so thoughts bad. on that like it's so bad but so good though but right so good yeah, yeah. so good <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous but convenient though and yeah. the people who started these waves are like moguls now because they pioneered a movement and a service to provide to people yeah it's like you you order something on amazon it's there the next day yeah it's that's unreal like that uh exercise ball in yep. your living room <laughs> oh yeah like a, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we have that just appears at our doorstep the next yeah, day yeah it's crazy yeah. so many amazon packages and it's so easy like people buy food on amazon yep like the blue bin also what's the blue it's a bin? new service that like you can order oh like hello fresh yeah it's maybe. like the like your food is or like they create a recipe and all yeah. the ingredients are in the box and then yeah with exactly. the recipe and then they ship it to you and then you 
it's portioned and everything. So then you just make the recipe and every single ingredient and portion is perfectly. Exactly. It's okay. hella expensive apparently, but uh, yeah, it's a good service, you know, for the lazy people who just don't like to get out and do their groceries. You know, it's a nice little uh, quick fix. Yeah. My roommate actually just got that, but uh, it's <laughs> Not coming. Not calling her lazy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually <laughs> bad timing, but uh, she's about, she's going to get her first um, order on Monday. So Okay. I'll uh, keep you updated. Yeah, for sure. Maybe if we can get some, a nice little content piece of how that works, you know, we can, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Um, I guess it's an, an alternative to going out for dinner. I think it's it's priced per serving. So I, I want to say it's about 15, 10, 15 bucks per serving. So it's cheaper than going out, you know, at, an, at a restaurant, but then obviously more expensive than going and buying all the ingredients yourself. For sure, because it only gives you one meal, right? Right. I think, like, depending how many people, you can have, like, two portions or four. Okay. So if you're alone, like you, you would have one, mm-hmm. you know, you could eat one portion for dinner and then the other for lunch the next lunch day. Next you know day. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's flexible that way. Okay. All these... um perks really it just makes everything easier you um all you need is a laptop even a phone just access the internet you get it done and social media people share how they're getting how they're um buying their food now even like um, opening up doors to people who might not know that these services are available like us right now talking about them me posting this on all the platforms i posted on raising awareness so we're a lot more aware of just stuff that's going on in the world as well right news is available to us at the tip of our fingertips so do you think along those lines that all these services that are available like uber eats lyft all this those are unreal like a hundred (laughs) percent unreal no no a hundred percent but my question with that is do you think that all these services that are coming available to us are improving communication or hindering it oh hindering communication 100 percent. 100 percent. why is that it's just affecting interpersonal relationships like we talked about earlier it's you there's like this i don't it's not a meme but it's a picture going around on facebook ironically enough um and it's like this little girl on her phone and she's having I don't know if she's having lunch with her grandfather, but like she's on her phone while with her grandpa. I don't know basically how sad it is that she gets to spend time with her grandfather. He's still with her and all that. And her choice is to be on her phone rather than spending time and having having a conversation with him. You know, people would give a lot to have that who don't have their grandparents around anymore and stuff like that. So I'm just saying it's it hinders. 100%. I think so. What I meant with my question, though, is more like, <laughs> no, 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 it's true. Um, 100%, that's an accurate depiction of where we're at with communication interpersonally. What I meant with the services, now that your answer still applies, but what I mean is that, like, we have all these services that are making the consumption process quicker. Uber Eats, you don't have to go out, actually make an order, speak to people, maybe have a pleasant interaction with someone, maybe. Depends or what, not or not 100 yeah, yeah. no you're no guarantee that it's gonna yeah. be a good conversation but with this now it's just you're placing your order online blah blah blah, blah whatever you want like shawarma trio special waters <laughs> you know that was my example that i had picturing this is um yeah so you're ordering it dude pulls up gives you your bag you don't even have to pay anymore you already paid on your phone yeah thank you <laughs> throw That's back it. to that time Took out your credit card yeah. with the Uber Eats guy. <laughs> that was my first time, okay? Or like second time. Still in that old school mindset. So you nothing wrong right. with that. Just but yeah, I think... Sure you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so what do you think about that? About losing that just like um, communal aspect of consumption. Like when you used to go to your local butcher store communicate with them like right you're definitely missing out on some connections that you could make right like as when i worked at farm boy i had my locals that always came to my lane and it's like i didn't know them i didn't know their name but they always came to my lane and like i knew them that way so maybe you lose out on that i don't know would that be a big loss you think losing out on that (laughs) maybe (laughs) you didn't know their names (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I like. I think personally, being a cashier at Farm Boy made me a lot. Made me a better communicator. You know, gave me some good life skills and to like remember to always be nice to people. And you don't know what people are going through, right? So treat everybody the same but different. You know. Yeah, no, 100%. So what if down the road, that's the only way to get your groceries is through that blue the bin there that... Yeah, people are missing out. There you go. 100%, yeah. So not only are they hindering communications, but we're also going to start losing skills that we acquire mm-hmm. as a cashier communicating with clients that we don't even know their names <laughs> that are always coming to your line, you know? So <laughs> it's... Um, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of scary in that sense that you want your kids down the road to be able to like trust people. If you never get those interactions, if every single thing you're doing is through a phone, ordering stuff, never really having to go outside your comfort zone to speak to people. Right. That could be a big source of anxiety. Yep. Going to talk to people if you're not used to it, if you don't like it. Right. And that's a, another thing with social media and communication and everything is like it's it it's a like it's anxiety inducing for some people Mm -hmm. so because that can be much easier to like be funny or not even necessarily be funny just like speaking over messenger then when you get in person it might think it's it's a different completely different experience yeah exactly so like if you're not even used to like i'm gonna use the example as a kid when you're doing an oral presentation who likes that Nah, the, I didn't like that. Anyways, like the five percenters. Exactly. So that that that's anxiety inducing because you don't do it a lot and it's everybody's watching you and you're the one talking. So it's the same thing if you you're so used to like kids these days. Okay, like order Uber Eats or all that, and you yeah. lose that communication. Then maybe going to the store would I don't know bring out anxiety. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think that's why we should be throwing it back. The teachers of tomorrow, shout out Mark and Marise, should be teaching those skills down the road. That, like, like you said, public presentations. It's the thing that everyone hates the most in school. Like, yeah. I didn't like doing them. I was still. But pretty- it, it teaches you so much about like valuable communication skills. You can't take that away. Mm-hmm. I still do them in university. Got one next week. Yeah. <laughs> like an hour presentation. Here we go. You're going to kill it. Yeah, we'll see. This <laughs> podcast, you know, it's good uh, <laughs> Good preparation. Getting those skills. Yeah. Just keeping them fresh, you know. Yeah. In that sense, it is scary how we're going to maybe start losing those skills. That's why I think it's up for our generation who still have some of the old school in them to carry on and teach those values to the youths of tomorrow. So going back to social media now, actually this ties in pretty well to the next topic, is how back in the day, all you had to worry about was school, let's say you're a kid in grade 7, 8. Things aren't going too well at school. Like there's, It's too bad that people have to deal with this. I don't know why we can't just all love each other instead of be a hateful society. But kids are mean they bully each other for some reason, find the litter of the runt, the runt of the litter. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> and um, yeah, just be mean to them. So all you have to worry about, which this doesn't make it any better, but is, yeah, be like bullied at school. Whereas now it transcends to online as well. It's a whole other environment that you have to worry about people like talking about you in public on mm-hmm. like Facebook, maybe posting mean things about you. Yeah. It's cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was it's, struggling with. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's a lot easier for people to to hate on others when they're hiding behind a screen. A hundred percent. You don't have that there's no confrontation. There's no people probably don't even think twice about it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why people like random people are find it so easy to bash like nhlers on twitter yeah i was gonna say even when like i sit down and watch a game you know if somebody's playing bad like i'll yell at them through the tv Mm -hmm. but then you look on their social media like the sends right now not great not going too good since twitter is savage people are going crazy like bashing like no other yeah i don't understand why people do that to begin with like your name is there 
your boss sees this, you're absolute, you're just being an absolute. Some people create nut. create fake accounts and do yeah. it like that. There's a whole like burner accounts. Yeah. Yeah, the whole Melinda Carlson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole other uh, cyber bullying yeah. that uh, no one should have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's scary how people feel like they can voice these opinions online, but then in person, if they're confronted by the person, would never say half these. If anything, they'd probably say, like, "Oh, I had a great game last night." Yeah, man. yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. You're not talking shit to like Chris Neal in to his person. face. Yeah. yeah, no one is. No, no one is. Yeah, and there's this thing like these days, the the Momo challenge. Yeah, I don't know what that which is. is <laughs> I'm I'm not quite sure. It's like this ugly face creepy face okay and it incites you to click on it and then it sort of tells you to like harm yourself and like kids are clicking on it and i guess harming themselves like cutting themselves and stuff yeah it's a creepy creature that instructs kids how to harm their family or themselves oh my god that's sickening can blame at least one group of individuals for freaking them out their parents okay Anyways, that's uh, just some yeah, messed up like th- stuff. Those things, like all the challenges, like eating yeah, Tide Pods at one point, that was a thing. Yeah. Or um, the Kylie, Kylie Jenner lip mm-hmm. thing where people were sucking on a bottle to have big lips. Like This is a while ago. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I didn't have, know exactly what it was. Yeah, know. people were sucking on bottle caps, like uh, like water mm. bottle yeah. or Pepsi bottle or whatever, and then putting it on their lips and sucking in. And then taking it out in their lips would be huge, just like Kylie Jenner's or whatever. Yeah, For a few on. minutes, it would go back down. But exactly. just like stupid things like that. That like, oh, everyone's doing it. I want to do it too. Right? So. Yeah, People are really easily influenced on social media, I realize. 100%. Yeah. And it's like, who, first of all, on these challenges, who starts them? It's probably some sick person. Momo, especially. Like, yeah. Just wants to see people hurt them. So, like, that's sickening to me. Yeah. And that the fact that people are doing it is how, like, insecure are you? Or, like, are you secretly, have you secretly wanting been wanting to do these things? Now you just needed someone to push over the edge? I don't know. But that person shouldn't even be starting this challenge. Just the, like you said, it goes on to the influence these people have and goes on to celebrities and their influence on social media now. Something we can get into is how dangerous it is and back in the day it was modeling agencies with their ads which we studied back in communication school class is how the ads would make girls look and other girls who didn't look like them would feel insecure about themselves and then want to look like them and yeah develop eating disorders Disorders. and stuff like that that's big too getting into like mental health and stuff Everybody who's like popular on social media, not everyone, but a lot of them have such good bodies. And it's like, that's what we're surrounded by. That's what we think like that in our mind creates like, oh, this is the norm. This is what the female body looks like. And that's not true at all. That's a small percentage of people have a banging body like that. I don't think we should, you know, make that a reality, make that the norm. Yeah. I think people forget that, that that's the norm because people portray their best self on social media. Yeah. No one's no one's talking about the bad days. No one's talking about the rough times. It's hey, I went out to this trip and I did this and I saw this person and it's yeah. all the good stuff. So a lot to dissect there. Okay. So no, no, that's good. So I think that I don't think people think that's the norm because people know that's not the norm. If it was, we we would be seeing people who look like Kylie Jenner, let's say in the street. People know that that's not how most people look. But people all want to look like that. Right. So I, th- I get exactly what you're saying is that they see that they don't look like her. Then they'll, like I said, like try like, maybe get like implants or whatever, like just to be able to look like her, for instance. But we all know that that's the that's not how most people look. We see most people every day, but everyone's like beautiful in their own way. Yeah. And I think, like you said, People don't post the bad days, or they will sometimes, maybe. Some moments, and I think that's another good thing about social media, is that like when you are actually feeling down, and I think that's when people are being real, is when they post when they're down. Because when you're always up, you're portraying a false 
image of yourself that people think you're living your best life. Like you might be for a certain amount of time. I think when you're on vacation traveling the world, it's pretty hard to not be. But then when you come back home and that's all you're doing is posting those pics, where are you right now? Where's your mind state right now? And I think that we need to find ways to dig ourselves out of these like, fantasies that we've created for ourselves. That, like we used to, like even us, for instance, when we went on our trip for three weeks, that was the reality for three weeks and it felt unreal. Like every day was a vacation, but then coming back to that was really hard. And I'm definitely not shy about talking about that. It's like, it was tough going back to work and that's just for three weeks. So people who are traveling the world for like five, six months, they come back and they'll keep posting those pics. Like I'll oh, throw back Thursday when I was in Bali way <laughs> yeah. back Wednesday, I was in Hong Kong, you know, you're just moving, moving, making money moves, but it's tough coming back. And I think that social media, you definitely put up a front because those are the people you got to look out for. There's um, definitely emptiness there somewhere. You can definitely relate to that. I think. Right. <laughs> but like you said, going back to this again, putting up a false front that you're always living the high life. Not many people will admit that they're having dark times and then when people do admit it let's say people you know post i don't know a status on facebook when they do admit that they're not having a good time people think they're seeking attention right which could be it but like maybe there it's a cry for help maybe it's i need like help me i need some help right there was the whole bellets talk day that was big that's Mm -hmm. big on social media every year where people share their stories and it's the one day year that it's that we we talk about mental illness and social media and how it affects everybody what are your thoughts on bell let's talk day yeah i think it's great to to bring awareness to to mental health and to everybody um who's struggling out there i I think a lot of people seem like they're happy and seem like they they live a good life but the reality is you can't always tell you can't tell your closest friends your family sometimes they're going through things and you can't even you don't even know so it's just like be kind to everybody and you know treat everybody with respect and for people to be able to talk about their mental illness one day a year it's like i feel like it should be more than that it should be an everyday thing you know people shouldn't be scared to to reach out or to ask for help if they want it no i agree i think it should be more than once a year it's a it's a nice you said like first step but i feel like we've been at this first step since like 2012 i think is when it really started being big on twitter especially yeah we every year raise a little more money but it might not even be about raising the money i think the big thing is just actually helping the people you can help around you as much as you can because you lose so many people every year to suicide and stuff and that's it's the worst thing you could that could happen right so I think we should definitely be making a conscious effort, all of us, to help the people we can around us. Because like you said, people might seem like they're living their best life and always smiling, loving life. But there's all, everyone's got their problems. And I think the, like the most, the fundamental thing you can do is just lend an open ear to anyone who might want to talk. And maybe if you haven't spoken to someone in a while who you know might be struggling a little or just... Maybe reach out and that's one of the, like we started this podcast off with, that's what one of the great things that social media allows us to do is to connect with people. And with mental health again, something we've talked about a lot on podcasts now, it's like after watching the Avicii documentary, that was some powerful stuff. And you could see how someone who started off with his passion being music, just started off in his parents' basement making beats with a few buddies, transcended into a superstar status traveling the world performing a show every single night in front of a packed crowd stadiums and i forget exactly how many shows he ended up doing before he killed himself but it was high like close to a thousand shows and by the end of it you could see how his passion became work and worked itself out of being his passion right great documentary it's on netflix people watch it check it (laughs) Um, yeah, I think for him, he really liked making music, but he didn't like performing for him. It was anxiety, 
inducing. He hated it. He wasn't down to go and perform in front of a big crowd. And it's really sad because by the end of the documentary, not to spoiler, I guess, I don't know. Um, his his like management and the people who work for him and help him out, basically by the end of the show, um, he's getting sick and tired of it. He's already announced that he wants to retire, but you can tell that his manager and the people who work for him want him to finish his shows. They want him to like, oh, you know, like you're going to be losing out on so much money and they make it about money, which like your mental health is so much more important than money. Like it was so sad to see that people were were willing to compromise his well-being f- to make a little bit of extra cash because to them, they're like, okay, if he doesn't perform, we don't get paid, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Anyways, it was just sad to see. Definitely. And that goes to show you got to surround yourself with people who have your best interests at heart, not just around you for the money you might be making or what have you. Yeah. And who actually enjoy your company. Right. right. Him at the end, like again, not to spoil anything, but it was mostly about the money. And it was he knew it himself, Avicii, rest in peace. He said it that he didn't care about how much money he was missing out on. For him, it was about getting well and he had the right ideas. He was just unfortunately surrounded by the wrong people. And it cost him his life. So I think that's definitely a lesson to people who should be realizing that there's so much more in the world than money. And you have to make sure that your mindset is right. And you do what you want to do. Don't feel pressured by other people. I think that was a big part of this too. And like... Every show that he did that he didn't want to do, watching the documentary, I was like, oh my gosh, why is he doing this one more show, you know? Like, is this going to set him off? Like, you could tell he was just not well. Like, it was sad to see somebody in that state, that they're they're that not well, and they're doing something that they... He actually hated it by the end. No, it was sad for sure. Yeah. And that goes again with, like, the pressures of his peers also. Not that the people he was collaborating with would have judged him, I don't think. They all respected him, but then his entourage was going off the fact that like, oh, your um, your peers will pass you if you cu- stop making music. They'll see, they'll be, they'll have them the advantage or whatever for future releases. Which is fine. Like he made more than enough, more than enough money to get himself through life. Yeah. More like, what is his net worth? I think like eighty-five million dollars. Like that's more than enough money. No yeah. one needs that much money, yeah. right? But then when you get a taste of it, though, you don't want to stop it, I guess. Right. When you're accustomed to that lifestyle. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a dangerous game. And that just goes to show that it's not all glamorous once you're at the top. Everyone's affected by these issues as well. Like a Robin Williams, a notable example that everyone... He was someone that everyone revered as always being cheerful, joyful, loving life. Gave us some great memories. Shout out Flubber. And um, yeah, I know you just got to take care of yourself, the people around you. That's all you can do. So with social media, what we really want to be pushing here is that you have the advantage, the opportunity to connect with people. Do it as much as you can because that's one of the great things that we're able to do. But also go outside and play a little bit, right? Because that's where we acquired all our skills and um how to connect with people. That was how it was done back in the day. Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. Nowadays, we live a fast-paced lifestyle. Everybody's always on the go. Um, and with the with social media and everything. And then there's, on the flip side, we talk, like, there's also a lot of awareness about anxiety. Do you think anxiety is, was always present? Let's say, compared to 50 years ago was anxiety always present and then we're just talking about it more now or do you think our lifestyles the lifestyle of like people in 2019 the fast-paced lifestyle does it is it anxiety inducing i think it's a bit of both i okay. think back in the day there was a social construct about them i mean you use like male perception especially that no man i think wanted to talk about having those what is perceived as a weakness. Right. So no one was man enough to admit it, that they had anxiety. And I think it's always been around, 
but I definitely also believe that the lifestyle we're living nowadays, fast paced, accentuated with social media, we're always connected, always like calls coming in, tweets, new developments happening. We're aware of things much quicker. Mm -hmm. I think that's inducing more anxiety, stress, everything. But I also think that being said that back in the day, in businesses, especially like in Wall Street, for example, there was always anxiety, high level stress. Right. That's right. a different situation there. But that's what I think is that. It, okay. So it, it it does have something to do with our lifestyles, but we also talk about it more these days. It's more socially acceptable, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But that being said, I still don't think that people accept it enough. Like even though we talk about it so much more and even us right now talking about it, we're so judgmental, I think, that like if we see someone who's not behaving in a way that we perceive to be normal, right. it's, we're judging them, which is so wrong, I think. Yeah. You got to learn to be more open-minded, I think, and that's something everyone can do. Mm-hmm. And it's like people who have anxiety and get diagnosed, and then there's other people who are just like, oh, yeah, I have anxiety. I think everybody has a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. about something. Yeah. It's like having a bit of stress is good. You stress. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good thing, but it's being able to manage that and having a good work-life balance or... And something I think that helps a lot with... Like, I definitely have anxiety at work and stuff and, like, just life in general. Like, there's some situations where it might be a little antsy, like, on edge if you're around a bunch of people you don't know. Like, you got to present or something. Yeah. There's a bunch of things that give me anxiety. And I'm not always 100% comfortable in these situations, but... Learn to move past them. I think, honestly, just do it. It's the it's simple, cheesy, but it works when you just like try to just forget about and go not dive in nose first. We the only barriers that are in our lives are the ones that we put up in front of us. We we tell ourselves like, oh, I can't do this. This is too hard for me. It's not for me. I'm not good enough. I think that's all wrong. Right. That's we're self-inducing ourselves with these problems and once you conquer something you feel so good after like nothing better than that feeling when you finish an oral presentation and it went well like you feel on top of the world seriously it's a natural high yeah 100 percent. buzzing pumping keystones after not a big deal but anyways yeah i definitely think that that's one way to deal with it. Another way is I've recently rediscovered is going back to the gym. I think after work now, doing my day, a little stressed, tired after work. Um, yeah, definitely tired. But then you get to the gym, get a, a, a rejuvenated get those energy. endorphins pumping. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Just on, on the treadmill, I think that's where, like, that's how I start all my workouts. Just a little quick 15-minute run, you know, 20, 15, 20-minute 20 run. And... Um, yeah, no, just like the mental clarity you get, honestly, cannot be overstated. It's great. And it's like a second start to the day. Because done the day, the work day at 3, I get to the gym at like 3.30, 3.40, depending on traffic. And then I'm just buzzing out there. And I get home after, like, you're w- woken up. And I think if I could go to the gym before work, I definitely would. I'm just way too tired getting up at 5.50. <laughs> Need them two coffees. Yeah. Young addict up in here. But um, yeah, no, I think that's recently anyways, that's a way I've learned to deal with if I had stress or anxiety. That's what, how I would conquer that stress. Because I haven't had to do like presentations or anything in a while. So how do you uh, deal with anxiety, stress in school right now? Just grinding that nurse life. Yeah, I just try to get my stuff done on time. That reduces anxiety. I have a lot of things coming up in the next couple of weeks, so it'll be interesting to see. For me, it's like get a good night's sleep. That's the best thing I can do. I don't care. Like I will get eight hours, nine hours of sleep every night because that's what makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes me that's what gives me enough energy to tackle the next day. Like if I'm tired, like I'm grumpy, I'm not down. I, I can't, I can't function. I can't be productive. Yeah. Right. So if you want to do well, get sleep people. 
Yeah, no, sleep is of the essence. Hey, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, sleep is definitely underrated and something we take for granted or that we might think, oh, I don't need, I only need like four hours, just the bare minimum to be functional. Oh, no, four hours? No, is well, that the bare minimum? No, no, I think bare minimum is like you need six, I think, on a, a regular work day. Obviously, I try to get those eight hours in. But then if you can't sleep due to stress, like there's nothing really you can do it's out of your control and that's definitely happened to me like night before a presentation can't sleep well you wake up you're not feeling great what do you do in that situation yeah that's not optimal for sure no. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just eat a good meal for sure eat breakfast before you go out okay. Give you, yeah eating well is a big part of it too You've got to, you got to get a source of energy some, somehow if you haven't slept well. Get that sushi. <laughs> People are really into meditation these days, yoga, all the yogis, the hipsters. It's a big thing. That's how they cope, I guess. I couldn't really, I can't really say much. No. Because I don't meditate, but. No. No, me neither. And that's not really, like, I've never been able to just sit down, just chill for like that long. Because I think we're also, like you said, used to always being on our phones and um, having a lot going on. We're looking at what other people are doing. Got to stay in the loop, right? So if you don't have social media, now just to bring it back to that. So if you don't have social media when you're in high school, you're out of the loop on all everything that's going on. You could be labeled as a weirdo or whatever. I'm not saying what you are or what you aren't, but that's just how you might be perceived as. There's nothing wrong with that, though, not having social media. No, I took a break from Instagram, like, a couple summers ago, maybe. Just took, like, a couple months off. It was great. Because I'm on it every day. Yeah. Like, it's, like, unhealthy. No, I think we're we're addicted to social media. If you go on it every day, that... I don't know. I'm not going to diagnose anyone there, but... Like, I'm sure that's an ad- addiction of some sorts. No, I definitely agree that it is because it's like you need to see what other people are doing and just to bring it back again to what we talked about earlier is like you're not content with what you're doing. Right. You need to see what other people are doing. It's it's a bad habit at this point. It's like could be classified as within like a bad habit like smoking, a bad habit like, mm. you know, eating addicted to sh- being addicted to sugar, eating sugar and all that. And it's it might co- be- it's, cons- it's consuming. It's time consuming and it's consuming your mind and and potentially affecting your mental health so 100 percent. that's what i was going to get into like how it might not be a physical health issue it definitely could develop mental health because you're maybe seeing what other people are doing like we said again it's like you're just seeing what they're doing and it all looks so great and better than what you're doing because you're just on there probably in your bed just looking at what other people are doing that's why i think when you're on vacation you're having the best time of your life because you're not on your phone especially if you're in on a resort in Mexico, you get that one hour a day in the lobby. You're not even thinking about that hour. You're there like, okay, sick. I get to see everything that I've missed. People are messaging you. What's on Twitter? Like you post one- a picture oh, it got about to. what you're doing. Exactly. It got to. Yeah. Just to show them that you're living your best life, you know. But like that one year we went as a family, that was during the NHL draft. We had the one hour, went on just to see who had gotten picked. That was a McDavid year. So we just went on that year to see who was picked, when, whatever. Then I was like, all right, back to the bar, you know, just living (laughs) it up. It's like, okay, cool. This is going on. Good for all these kids who got drafted. But what you're doing is so much better. So obviously it goes into what you're doing, what have you. And even when I was in, um, obviously, okay, when you're traveling, it's a completely different situation. But you don't even have to be really far. Like even when we went on hikes in Gatineau Park, didn't have service sometimes right don't need to be on you don't want to be on your phone you're in great yeah. company outside i think honestly hikes and all that is extremely underrated just being out in nature going on walks in the ravine and stuff yeah it's for sure therapeutic for some for most yeah i would say for all even because yeah. it's just that fresh air i think is so much better than the stale social media ridden area in your <laughs> home you know right so we're doing a full uh, full coverage of social media here and then tying in nature. Yeah, Gotta that's do- how some, some de-stress. Exercise is a big one, how mm. people cope with stress. Going outside, um, having animals and pets too is a big thing, like pet therapy, mm. huge. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. It, I think we have one at, in, at St. Lawrence Cornwall like once a month or something, a dog comes in. 
Okay. Yeah, I've never seen the dog. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on campus a lot. But anyways, I attend class, people. Um, (laughs) Sometimes. Good recovery. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's a big one. Pet therapy. Just like I have a cat. I love it. I wish I could take it. See me new. I wish I could take it to school with me. Like. They're living the good life, you no, know? 100%. So, I was thinking the and just same petting thing. them. And it's like unconditional love, right? They love you. They love the attention. And they're happy to see you. And it's, sometimes that's all you need. There's just 10 minutes with your pet and you're good to go. They don't have to deal with the social media pressures and <laughs> yeah, internet. No. They're just roaming around, chilling in the house. Outside. Yeah. Like, I'm sure pets do have anxiety. Probably some people don't like people and stuff like that. But it's definitely not related to human built things right like a social media yeah or the internet yeah or like working a nine to five for all right they're just chilling yeah they they won cash for life basically (laughs) yeah in my next life i'll become a cat probably (laughs) i'm down but yeah also having a pet having a dog like it you know you got to go walk the dog so it makes you go outside get Mm. some fresh air walk around the block like you know, sometimes that's all one really needs. Yeah. As a quick couple walks around the block to yeah. make them feel better. Communicate with other people who are walking their dogs. You know, that's an yeah. instant conversation. So I was like, hey, how are you? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't really talk to people. Yeah. I'm just like, hey. Me neither, clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a good uh, way to de-stress. And even when I was in school back in the day, I used to go around, like I would take a break from studying and go actually i'd walk no pet just walk, <laughs> just walk around the walk myself around the block okay that's good though and yeah no, or, and under the sun to be honest that vitamin whatever you get from the d. sun vitamin d yeah and um yeah no it just feels good it takes a break from listening to the music you're always listening to but that's what i love about social media personally is how quickly we get access to new music now to circle back to that is our consumption heavy society now we always need new music like this week we just got two chains album great album rapper go to the league that just might end up on the 2019 top 10 hip-hop album list of the year shout out c money yeah. might be coming on again to cap off the year but yeah there's that the week before you got offset gunna the week before that there was another album Zarface, sick album Okay, what about all the other albums of, like, regular people? N- non-rappers is what I mean by regular people. Well, I don't know. They're just not making that noise anymore. You know, um, hip-hop is the number one genre. I would, I think that's accurate to I say. I don't think that's accurate. I think so. Really? The, there have been so many just last year major number one hits on the radio. You got Sicko Mode by Trav Dog and Drake. You got groups like Migos and stuff coming out with big hits. Even Offset had Ric Flair drip, which was a big right. hit. Which, uh, good point though. Music is a way for people to cope with stress and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, ties into the whole de-stress. Yeah, and I was listening to Avicii the other day at the gym. A nice Avicii Essentials playlist. Man had the hits. And, uh, yeah, no. We, good uh, workout tunes as well. 100%. Yeah. Good switch up from rap as well. Yeah, big rap guy, this one. Yeah, the people know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, just how we are able to access music nowadays is so much easier than back in the day. People had to pedal mixtapes on the street and, like, force people to buy them almost. Right. Yeah, that's um, how it was back in the day. Now it's just albums are available easily through streaming, which is another great new concept we have. Rather than having to buy albums, we buy a membership like Apple Music to stream music. Spotify. Spotify, yep. Big. I'm an Apple Music guy. I only do promo for them, so we're going to cut that Spotify out. <laughs> but, All right. Yeah. Sponsorship coming soon, hopefully. But, Buff. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great way. And it's also accelerated how quickly some people can move up in the music game and become stars overnight to a also detrimental effect on their careers, how they're ascension is so quick that it's it becomes insustainable it has something to do with social media too they're available to everyone to see what they're doing at all times right they're on instagram they have tens of millions of followers Mm -hmm. they're on snapchat so you see their instagram stories their snapchats they're tweeting they're available to everybody 
at all times. So (laughs) that helps them gain popularity and attraction and (laughs) just climb up the music ladders. Their career is short-term for the most part, like for rappers especially. I think for musical artists like Sean Mendez maybe got their his music out there. He's pretty young. He's like at 98, I think. Yeah, he's like 20 maybe. Yeah, and uh-huh. that's probably someone who took advantage of social media. Like even Justin Bieber, if yeah. you throw it back. I think that's the pr- prime example. Yeah, through of some- YouTube. YouTube, right. Someone who became a superstar Almost overnight, I want to say. It was quickly, the video became viral. Usher saw it. We all know the story. And that's had a also detrimental effect on his life is all the eyes that have been on him since he's like 16 or whatever. How yeah. old he was, however young he was you, when he, he got He grew signed. up in the spotlight, basically. Yeah. His, his crucial teenage years. Yeah, and that puts hella pressure on people. Like, yep child actors even when you're in the spotlight that long very few of them actually pan out to have a normal life afterwards because not only have they made so much money like the olsen twins yeah yeah. scary stuff yeah like (laughs) there's a few memes circling around about them it's like one of them knows how you're gonna die and the other one knows when dead that's a good one it's a good one but yeah no it affects how how you're missing out on like you said crucial teenage years normal social setting and and interactions with people and not a chance you can grow up like like we did like the whole scandal right now with jordan woods and the kardashians like like she's ruined basically like that's it which is like is something that happens a lot probably these days and it has happened to many people but they haven't had to deal with it in the spotlight that's true they haven't gotten death threats Mm. you know through social media and like she was saying, I don't know, she went on this red table thing with Jada Pinkett, Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay. Which is, I guess, her kind of Facebook live channel kind of thing. Anyways, and she was just saying that her family can't even leave the house. Mm. That it's affected her family. Like her brother can't go to school. Her mom can't go to the grocery store. Like, that's when it gets sad yeah. because they're getting harassed and, you know, yelled at outside. Yeah, no, that's definitely... Uh social media has given the scum of the earth a voice yeah exactly given nobody's a voice yeah giving people who don't deserve a voice a voice hey <laughs> i mean yeah if you're um spreading hate online there's uh no redeemable quality in that and no one should have to deal with that yeah. and i feel like i don't really know the whole scandal and every details of it but uh, Tristan Thompson, I'm sure, isn't having many issues leaving his house and doing whatever he wants. I mean, I'm sure it's mostly her who's having to deal with the backlash of it, right? So it's just too bad for her. But yeah, that exposure is good and bad. She's been she's oh, reaped the benefits of living the high life as Kylie Jenner's best friend. And now, quick slip up, this is what it's cost her. So it's also applies to celebrities in general you live the high life but at what cost as soon as you have a little slip up everyone knows you're, you're expendable you're in one yeah or out of one in this case yeah yeah it's sad but that's you know high risk high reward yeah 100 percent. and she's lived the life for i don't know how many years now She's been, uh, I didn't even know who she was yeah, until like last she week. Was, she, was, <laughs> she was saying her story. Basically, her dad worked on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a sound engineer. And mm. that's how him and Will Smith met. Mm. And so she basically grew up with the the Smiths. Mm. Okay, so that's why she was on Jada Pink and Smith. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And she met Kylie Jenner through their son, Jaden right. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and then th- since middle school, they were best friends or whatever. Sorry, I watched the whole 30-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. Was it educational? No. Nah, that yeah. was the best part of it. Just how she knew her, basically. Yeah. But anyway. And I guess that's enough to make you famous nowadays is how you know someone in power like Kylie Jenner. Yeah. That's also someone who, in my opinion, that whole family... Now, no disrespect to the faithful viewers of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but it's a show that to me just seemed a little 
why are why do we care what these people like why are, are we doing? watching these people as opposed to another family or just no family let's just live life okay <laughs> i mean they're, they're providing entertainment for sure so for it, some for yeah and a lot clearly because it's, yeah. it's been going on forever i didn't even know like kylie and kendall jenner have been on tv since they're like 10 years old or yeah. whatever so they've been around for a while they provide entertainment people love it and now look at that family one of the most influential family of women in the world mm-hmm. kim k's in the white house making decisions on when this wall is going to get built oh and yeah no but like, she's in <laughs> okay. there though and she the woman can barely speak can hardly speak in these meetings but she's there so she's definitely climbed up the ladder and has risen to this position of power. Yeah. And that's, I think, through social media, her Instagram mm-hmm. has uh, gained her a lot of attention. Yeah, this all started from a sex tape, if you think yeah. about it. So. Yep. And that's not, that, that was spread through social media. Ray J. Ray J. <laughs> Where's Ray J these days? Like... Just still making petty diss songs to Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. No. You'll, you might not remember the b-list hit i hit it first that let's, dropped let's, uh, give ago. me a beat here <laughs> no idea how it goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a poor man's attempt to get back in the limelight uh, like a jaw rule getting involved in fire festival which is mm. also something we can talk about relevant right now it's extremely in- interesting and fascinating case of how social media generated hype around a festival that never happened. Right. And they got celebrities, people who had really high um, social media followings to get in on it. And that's that's what created the hype is when they got those models, those girls, the Bella Hadid and mm-hmm. Kendall Jenner. Yep. Emily Ratajowski or however you say yeah. name. Emily R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, that's how it became. That's how it gathered traction. Right. Didn't need to throw kitty litter on the tires, you know. It just <laughs> self-generated traction. <laughs> but yeah, and obviously you got the the um, involvement of it of Ja Rule, who once prominent hip hop artist back in the early two thousands made an appearance in the Too Fast Too Furious movie, in the race at the beginning, and yeah, and created a false buzz around this festival that was hyped up to be the next big the next coachella essentially that sold an experience of luxury living the high life they created basically the promo video they created was the festival itself because that sold an idea of you'll be on a yacht partying with these supermodels unlimited booze staying in a villa do you know the cost how much no they never actually no okay talk about how much money some people spent though all in the thousands to okay, get here. So, to get there. Because right. Include, it was it was in the Bahamas? Yeah, in the Bahamas. So okay. they, at first it was marketed as Pablo Escobar's island. But then once they started using his name, the estate or something, they got they, involved they, and told They didn't they want... It was Pablo Escobar's estate, but they specifically said, do not use his name. Yeah, exactly. And then they did. And that's when so they, they had, had to, to switch islands. Relocate islands. Yeah. And his island apparently was unreal, so it was a step down. I forget exactly where they ended up going, but they got the workers, the locals involved into creating this, the the camp layout for the festival, and it was not at all what they advertised it being online. So it was false advertising, not lying, according to Ja Rule, you'll recall at the end. We didn't lie. It was false advertisement iconic line there oh at the end of the God. movie scum of oh, the earth 100 percent. he does not acknowledge any he doesn't he doesn't or, take responsibility for anything he did exactly yeah. and it's all the workers who basically gave up their free time worked extremely hard to make this happen and when they realized that it was not going to happen they did not back out of it they kept it happened they kept working did the workers get paid though is that no uh i don't think so no that's just the, sad the woman who owned the restaurant at the festival had to pay like 50,000 out of her own pocket to pay the workers and everything. Aww. Yeah. So it's really sad. Definitely recommend the documentary though. It's just sad. To, um, what social media can do in the influence of celebrities, the models, I don't think it was there. Um, they didn't know that it wasn't going to happen, but I mean, 
they're still a part of it. Yeah. I'm going to switch it up a bit here. Like the world record egg. Oh, that's unreal. Unreal. That's a big dub for humanity right there. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that was, I don't know, for the people who don't know, it was this Instagram post that was basically just an egg. And the caption was, let's beat the world record for likes that currently held by Kylie Jenner. So extremely influential figure on social media and just in the world. And yeah, this egg, everyone just rallied together in like, what, a week or something? It beat the record. Or less than a week? Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple weeks. I'm not sure. A small step for mankind. Yeah. A giant step for humanity. Yeah. And it's like, why can't we focus all this energy into something that matters? Like climate change. 100%. <laughs> climate change is not real. Yeah. Or some... Uh, republicans or most of them actually yeah but anyways we're not a political podcast we're a conversation podcast right sorry no no, it's all good but yeah it's um crazy what people can do when we all come together and that's one and again tying it together one of the great things about social media is that we can all come together to actually make good change happen and fire festival is kind of the opposite of that is that this man, Billy McFarlane, just exploited all these people with social media at the cost of he ripped off influencers who invested money. I'm not going to spoil the whole documentary here, but uh, it's a, definitely a must watch documentary on Netflix. There's a bunch of them right now, I think. A lot of them are focused. documentaries. You either like them or you don't. So I know. I'm trying to get into them. That's uh, it's been my thing this year. <laughs> I got two, three down, actually. So um, yeah, I'm just getting after it this year. So yeah, I think uh, we can wrap it up there. We did a f- nice little full circle on social media, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And its I don't think it's going to die anytime soon. No, it's only getting bigger. If anything, there's going to be, you know, in a couple years, there's going to be another one, right? Like your top tiers of social media these days are like Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Snapchat Facebook. Yeah, Facebook used to be the... Top the titan. I think industry. Instagram's taken that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people don't really want subtext or con. Uh, people don't really want the full story. They just want the snapshot. Picture is worth a yeah. thousand words. They don't want to read the words. We're shortening our conversations with people. We just want to see content, picture. Right, and it's true because when I have when somebody posts a really large. Um, like a post when they post a lot of text like with the their caption. the caption yes when somebody posts a really large caption like i'm not reading i'm like up oh. like yeah picture's nice or whatever but i'm not i don't want to take the time to read it you know and i think most people are like that nowadays we just want short digestible communica- communications like a snazzy one liner or something yeah. like people yeah. love their puns on insta yeah nothing wrong with that but yeah that's uh, where we're heading nowadays is like Less is more. All right. More or less. Anyways. So yeah, thanks a lot for joining me. Looking forward to more episodes dropping every two weeks. Hope you enjoyed this one. Stay tuned for more content dropping as well. I'm be posting more video on YouTube, my Facebook page, like it on Easy Conversations on Facebook. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, Eric Saloom. Yeah, thanks a lot for listening.